up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Torrent, a podcast giving you discussions on music, movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan and Matt. Guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I uh, actually just got done planning a trip to Iceland in December. So. Whoa, Iceland, what? dude? Yeah. I'm a... Uh, wow. I'm gonna go solo. I've never I've never traveled alone before, but I'm gonna give no it a try. Way. Yeah, and I'm gonna go to Iceland for about a week. And is this part of the whole aforementioned backpacking trip you brought up that one time? No, that's gonna be in Wisconsin, I think, but oh, okay. or Montana right. or something maybe. This is just me kind of going on a, on a whim. Had some extra oh, vacation days, so flying solo to Iceland. Yeah. Um, Good for you, man. What do you plan on doing there? Anything specific, or is it just kind of like you're gonna free ball or uh, <laughs> like fly? Like it's gonna be off the cuff, just you know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna be wearing underwear, so it won't be free ball. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, no, I'm. Uh, I got a few things that I want to do. Like I got like a list of things, so I'm just gonna see like what I can fit and what's worth doing. And mm. I've been kind of talking to a couple people who have gone, and they've given me some recommendations. So I'm just gonna do they film get it all Game of Thrones in Iceland? A part I of it. Part of it, yeah. I think a lot of it's in uh, New Zealand, but I think some of it yeah. was in Iceland too. Like the okay. stuff they do in the north, I think maybe. Maybe I feel like that might be right. That feels right, but I yeah. don't remember. But if if they do and you find it, you should definitely go try to visit some of the locations because I mean they're gorgeous shots. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Everything there is gorgeous from what I've heard. So. Yeah. Dude, dude, catch a concert up there too. I bet they're all really good. Yeah. Like every artist musical artist that comes out oh. of Iceland is probably incredible. I should see if Moom is playing there that'd be cool dude there's so many like or Seer Rose oh yeah that would be cool remember them we should yeah listen. I do remember them yeah. wow so when did you say you're going I'll be going in December like middle of December so oh wow okay and then you'll be back for the holidays yeah nice how long are you going for a week Two just weeks? a week yeah okay nice dude whoa jeez have fun yeah I'll let you guys know how it is yeah 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 for sure you have to give us your full Iceland review. Yeah, sure. Podcast, <laughs> Iceland review. Write how many bottles of mead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you could probably find some bomb ass like Ooh. Viking blood style mead up there. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some fermented shark mead or something. Oh, for sure. You gotta try that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, you guys ready for the news? Yeah. All right. Let's get into it here. This is the weekly download. story today is um so a couple episodes ago before our halloween episode we just talked about how iron fist was canceled well immediately after we talked about that um netflix has now canceled luke cage as well so um what do you guys think about this i think it's a little weird that they decided to cancel another marvel show i think people are furthering the speculation that you know Disney wants to take it over to their streaming service. Um, other people have saying or have said, well, it's been known through the comics that Luke Cage and Iron Fist does have a big team up. They call Heroes for Hire. They could be developing a brand new show with those two guys, where they just go off together and fight a lot of dudes. Um, they could go in that direction. What do you guys think of them canceling Luke Cage? Wait. I'm sorry, real quick. Does Disney have its own streaming service? They will be. We've actually talked about this on the show. Um, they're getting their own sh- streaming service. They're going to have all the Disney movies on there. They're going to have that live-action Star Wars show on there. They're going to have all uh, the Marvel movies on there, um, okay. all their like animated movies and anything related. So, so Disney casts a wide net. So for those of you who don't know, they own not only any Disney property that you already know. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own ESPN, they own ABC, and they own a couple other things. They're, like, all over the place, yeah. They own ESPN? I did not know that. Wow. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, it's like some mafioso shit going on with Disney. They they have their hand in everything. um, Monopolies are becoming pretty pretty serious, like Amazon stuff. Yeah. That's a conversation for another time. Right. So, anyway, back back to Luke Cage. Yeah, um, I I think that's interesting. I think it's kind of a bummer because um, I don't know. Those are those are some pretty interesting, cool shows. I do think the Heroes for Hire thing would be sweet, and I hope that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I like I like the group kind of thing. I like when they do that. 
Me too. I kind of like team ups too. Yeah, definitely. So, Alan, how do you feel about this? I know you watch the Daredevil show, so this kind of impacts that a little bit, I think. Um, I mean, I'm kind of okay with it. I think there's so much saturation in the entertainment market with like superhero stuff that, like, it's just some of these are going to succeed and some of them are going to fail. And so it, I think it's fine if the you know the cream of the crop rises to the top. And sure, if this is one of the ones that just didn't really do as well as they had hoped, then, you know, it's going to happen. There's so many of them out there that it's hard to compete. So Yeah. Does this worry you at all for Daredevil? Because if they're canceling all these other shows in the Defenderverse of Netflix, that might impact Daredevil just a touch. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Hopefully they keep it around for at least another season or two. I hope so, too. I think if they just roll with Daredevil and Punisher, I know they still got Jessica Jones out there, but, you know, I wasn't that big of a fan of season two. I really liked season one, but if they don't have a good good enough story uh developed for that show i'm cool with them writing punisher and uh daredevil for the remainder of their time on netflix um okay big news uh story i found the other day guys um so a while back we talked about uh monster hunter world we got the game we were all playing the game for a while uh we kind of went through this giant phase where we were really into the game Uh, Well, guys, it appears that they are developing a movie uh, in the Monster Hunter universe. So it's an adaptation of the video games, and it's going to star Mila Jovovich, uh, Tony Jaa, and rapper T.I. Kind of a weird combination. I think this could be something. Um, What do you guys think about this news? Um, I think it's... uh, so. The game is very cool. The idea is very cool of like hunting these like humongous monsters and having all these crazy abilities and weapons and stuff. I bet a movie would be sweet. My concern is that the the games are super. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna. They're very Asian, mm-hmm. and that's fine. No, nothing against that, but they're just very. I don't know. The it sounds like the movie is gonna be similar to the games where it's gonna be just kind of bananas and like super dramatic and really kind of weird so i hope i hope that it's still good even though it probably will be like that so yeah how do you feel how do you feel yeah how do you feel before i give my thoughts um honestly i think i'm kind of excited for it i liked mila Djokovic a lot in her role uh in resident evil all the resident evil movies yeah like for some reason those are just really fun and interesting to me and it's not like the same premise but they're both video game movies so they're going to be kind of similar in that sense so I don't know. I think it'll be kind of interesting to watch. I just find it interesting that they, of all uh, IPs, choose Monster Hunter to make to make a movie about. I mean, with all the the deep lore in any video games we mentioned in the past, Bioshock, um, Halo, Mass Effect, you know, all this other stuff, they choose a game that is pretty light on story and heavy on action for a video game movie and something that's, I think, you know, I, I don't think <laughs> I'm calling it right now, guys. This, this isn't going to be well received at the box office i could tell you that like it's gonna be weird um and i am really excited that tony jot is in the film yeah. um but i i don't know but, i just it just seems very bizarre to me and i i don't know what kind of movie this is going to be yet and i you know from the from the promotional images i've seen so far they're going to go very action heavy very over the top craziness which is fine um but uh, yeah i don't know I, I don't know if i'm sold on this i i don't know do you know who's uh producing this who like the I filmmakers for me because uh, it just seems like I, th- I think monster hunter world is or just the monster hunter series in general is pretty huge in like the you know some of the asian yeah uh, countries and stuff so like maybe they're targeting that audience maybe it's yeah. supposed to be one of the things that just sells really well over in you know korea and japan where like these these games are a little bit more popular yep it seems uh, it seems like it's tailored for that audience. It's kind of hard to get into, you know. Okay, well, this is interesting here. Mm. Uh, the direct the guy who's directing this movie directed, I think, the original Mortal Kombat movie in 1995. Wow, that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Okay, he was also the guy who directed the Resident Evil movies. Hence the Mila Jovovich connection. That's what I, that's what I, that's where she's from. I knew um. That. Yeah, that's pretty much his claim to fame. So I think we kind of know what movie exactly, what kind of movie to expect here is going to be probably something along the lines of the Resident Evil movie. So if you're a fan of those uh, and you're also a fan of Monster Hunter game series, uh, you got a movie coming out that you should be pretty excited for. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I mean, I would see it. Sounds cool. I like it. I might see it, yeah. We, could, we should all go see it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm going to wait till the trailer comes out before I decide to go see it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's wait for the trailer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next. A couple of re- reviews here on the movie side. Um, first, yeah, so- go ahead. Yeah, go. Sorry. Go ahead, Alan. Oh, no, it's, it's cool. Uh, so, first one's going to be pretty quick. Uh, so, I watched a Netflix horror movie called Tusk. And uh, Kevin it's Smith a- film, right? Correct? Yep, Kevin, Kevin Smith film. Back. Yeah. Um, starring a. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Justin Long? Yeah, so yeah, Justin Long. Famous for Dodgeball. Uh, he was oh. the te- he was the music teacher on New Girl, who Jess was with for a bit. Um, also from the uh, I'm an at Mac and I'm a PC commercials, that guy. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. same guy. Yep. yep. So, yeah, uh, main star of this. Uh, overall, it's just a very strange movie. It, it mm-hmm. Essentially, the premise is he gets locked up with this crazy guy, and this crazy guy's trying to turn him into a walrus and uh by the end of it he turns him into a walrus and it's just the best word i can use to describe it is just very disturbing uh and okay. is it, it like goes on for a lot longer than you expect what is it like human centipede type like weird yeah it's got the same kind of thing yeah it's got the same kind of vibe as human centipede mm. and it goes on way longer than it should and it's just very weird uh so definitely like one you know your c-list horror movie watch it if you like Sharknado and that kind of stuff, definitely watch it with that. So, is it meant to be funny, or was it shot to be serious and thought-provoking, or just bizarre? <laughs> Good question. It seems like it was meant to be thought-provoking, but it okay. just came out like being so ridiculous that it was just funny. Okay. And just kind of really gross. So. Oh, I don't like uh, that. Definitely don't recommend this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Was there any any bright spot for you about this film at all? No. No, honestly, don't watch no. this film. It's so bad. <laughs> don't okay, so what's your official uh, tour podcast review then here? For I'll give it a one because oh. it was kind of funny. Okay, that part point farts, but yeah, one one out of five thousand farts. This is like a, a cautionary review then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely a cautionary review. Okay, <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> but if you do like really cheesy, awful horror movies, this this is right up your alley. So, all right. Uh, what you got next for us? I think you got a second review here. Yeah, so the second one is actually a little bit more of a serious review, and this was the movie uh, Free Solo. Oh, cool. And uh, most people probably aren't super familiar with this, but it has to do, or it's pretty well known in the rock climbing community. This is um, the, this... This is the uh, documentary of the Han Solo movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how he gets out of the uh, galactic prison, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this this movie is about uh, a pretty well-known climber named uh, Alex Honnold, who has this really unique type of climbing he does called free solo. And for those who don't know what that is, it's rock climbing. So you're climbing, you know, thousand foot walls, but you're doing it with no ropes, zero protection at all. So if you fall, Jesus. you die and that's it. You make one mistake, you die. Um so this kind of follows his whole journey climbing um, what's considered the hardest rock climbing face in the world, basically. Uh, it's El Capitan in Yosemite National Park yeah. in California. And it's a 3,000-foot climb uh, that Gosh. he does uh, with no ropes, uh, completely by himself. And it's it's quite an amazing story and a quite amazing documentary that follows him through it. And uh, I don't want to give too much of the the drama away or anything but it's sure. it's kind of what you'd expect you know that it's it's a bit of a struggle for him to get up here and do it and the movie really touches a lot on uh it has a very serious kind of uh overtone of of death you know this guy could die at any point and his life is really kind of mild around that you know he has girlfriends he has relationships but he knows in his head that like he could literally die tomorrow so these things aren't as serious to him and uh you kind of see how it affects the people around him and, and that kind of stuff and this guy is just a uh, absolutely insane the stuff that he does and he's just completely crazy and it's a really cool documentary to watch so wow okay so when i went rock climbing with you guys i mentioned i would i climbed a 60 foot wall you said three thousand foot yeah and so obviously it's not all at once but it's segments so he's climbing you know 200 feet segment then he's kind of hiking a little bit and climbing another 200 foot segment and going through these different spots so wow okay what do you think? So a thought occurred to me as you were speaking. So he he follow uh, a camera crew is following him around, watching him do this. 
Do you think now there's any safety precautions whatsoever that they have to throw in there? Or are these camera guys literally just watching him? And if he falls, they aren't responsible at all for what happens to him. They're, they are 100% no safety precautions. And actually, they, they interview a lot of the cameramen and stuff and talk about like how some of them are watching him climb this, this, this route. And they just at certain points, they're just not even looking because they're like, he yeah, could literally I fall and die. And I don't know how I, how I would be able to handle that. So they're just like... You can see how emotionally like torn they are by it because they become yeah. friends with him and stuff, and so it's difficult for them. It is absolutely insane wow. that okay. he did this. Um, the only person to ever do it in existence. So. Is this out in theaters? Is this out in uh, on Netflix, Hulu? Where can we? Where can people watch this movie? Yeah, so it's just in limited theaters right now. So okay. you'd have to kind of find a specific one, but I'm sure it'll come out on DVD and eventually on some streaming service. So. Okay. Definitely check it out. Wow. Okay. So, with I know you're not going to give any spoilers in case people want to watch, but what would your what would you give it? What would be your rating here? Honestly, I would give it a five out of five. It was perfect. It was the perfect length. It had the perfect kind of interaction with this person and the the people in his lives, and just a really really cool, well done documentary. So. Wow. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna have to check yeah. this out. Dang. Were you like, were you having like heart, heart palpitations watching him do this? Yeah, it's just like, you, like you know he's gonna be okay because you know he's alive like today. If yeah. You, like, if you listen about it, right? But like, still just watching him, you just you can't believe like how insane it is, and just the shots that they have are so incredible. So. Dang. Yeah. All right, go check out Free Solo. Five out of five. First five out of five. I think we've gotten out of Alan before. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, what do we got next here? Uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, there was recently a new StarCraft world champion that uh, was just crowned and it was the first non-Korean world champion to ever be crowned uh, for StarCraft. So this is pretty monumental in the, the history of the game. Uh, his name is uh, Surreal and he's from uh, Finland mm. and he just is an incredible player. Uh, he's a Zerg player for all you StarCraft people out there uh, who haven't heard about this somehow. And uh, he just was a phenomenal player, uh, came in and did his thing and beat the best people in StarCraft right now, so just want to give a quick shout out to that. How did he beat him? Was it uh, just hard work, or uh, you know, is there? Did he have a specific strategy that was different from everybody else? Or I mean, what was really cool uh, was he kind of has the strategy where he just takes little small victories. So he'll have a little skirmish and he'll come out one percent ahead of the person. He'll just find some way to just get it just right where he comes out a little bit ahead, and he just does that throughout the game and compounds it, compounds it, compounds it to where he has this huge advantage at the end. So he's just very, very good. These little tiny, just here and there, not this huge fight, but just getting these little bit of bits and pieces and getting ahead just inch by inch until he was, you know, miles ahead of the person. So, Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, congratulations to him. Yeah. Dang. That's cool. Um, all right, next here, a couple of game reviews uh, on our end here. So, Matt, we had mentioned before... Uh, I think on the last episode, we have been playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, we, at first, we're going to get this game. I think we are pretty content after Call of Duty World War II. <laughs> yeah. um, and That's we always so talk about how repetitive and it's just the same thing on Call of Duty. And then Black Ops came out and we're like, ah, we might have to get this game. So then we end up getting it and we've been playing it quite a bit. How How do you feel about this game so far um it's what a lot of people say where it's like it's call of duty it's it's not going to change that much from year to year but uh if you like it you'll probably continue to like it and mm. i think that's how i am about it i i tell myself like oh i don't really like call of duty that much then i think i've bought every call of duty since i first started playing call of duty on um advanced warfare in like 2000 14 maybe yeah so i've so i say like well i don't really like it that much but i bought every game and i've, I've really enjoyed most well yeah enjoyed most of them most of them yeah with that said this game i think is really good i really like multiplayer is always fun it's cool the weapons are fine i think i liked world war ii's weapons and setting better but because i play that game slower i'm more yeah. defensive and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, the weapons are cool the multiplayer is fun but the blackout the battle royale mode is very very cool it's what i view battle royale should be it's just like got a lot of it's like a kind of small ish map yeah where you can like hoof it on foot if you need to but it's just it's so fun i think it's balanced pretty well um every day we play nick i feel like it's it's even if we don't do very well i feel like it's a pretty good time so yeah absolutely i think this is the version of PUBG that we kind of always wanted um you know 
PUBG has its has its issues, and and Blackout I think also has issues. I'm sure the hardcore, uh, the people you know the people who are really into the into these uh, shooters probably can easily nitpick at all the uh, all the faults of this game. But you know, for for us, you know, this is like I said, this is exactly what we thought PUBG could ultimately be. I think we've fallen out of the the Fortnite space pretty quick. Um, it just wasn't really for us, I think, okay. and um, I think this Call of Duty blackout is really hitting the sweet spot of exactly what we want. You can, you still can get in vehicles, um, you still can squat up with your buddies and go around. Like you said, Matt, the map is big enough that it feels expansive, but small enough that you can run across the whole thing and still make it to the circle if you had to. And um, just on the regular multiplayer side of it, uh, it's just like Call of Duty Black Ops 3, except they took away the jetpacks and uh, yeah. some of the other BS kind of stuff. And so it's just f- uh, feet on the ground. It's a faster-paced Call of Duty, um, which takes some getting used to off the off the bat. But um, it is really fun. There's a lot of custom. Well, there's a fair amount of customization, but there's a lot of stuff to unlock. Um, and I would say, Matt, that this is probably the most broiest call of duty they've made so far yeah from I mean, a... the, the black ops are very broy. yeah like, it's very broy. yeah neck and chest <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of people oh, saying send it and let's get it and yeah, all that stuff yeah. um <laughs> yeah i hate that but uh it is very fun it is very fun and and it's a good uh it's a good squad game to play i think now does it uh i remember like in PUBG, sometimes we'd have games where you were just like you didn't see anyone for for you know half an hour, and then eventually you like got into a fight and died. Is it similar to that still? Like, do you do you feel like you don't see people a lot, or is it a little bit more close packed? Um, you definitely constantly hear gun like guns shooting in the distance, so there's you know there's people around. You you do go through phases where you may not see a lot of people, um, and I think that's just the nature of the battle royale game. Um, but I think uh, the games are a little quicker. Like I don't feel like they dragged on as long as the PUBG. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think, I mean, I even think, Alan, like you said, like a half hour. Literally in PUBG, it would sometimes be a half hour of seeing no one. I think uh, this one's a lot more. Fa- I think this one hits the perfect sweet spot. Like, I think Nick said that before, where it's like Fortnite is quick. Fortnite can be like 15 minutes long and you'll last pretty much to the end. Mm-hmm. But this game, I think sometimes like the longest would probably be a half hour. And most often than that, like we're into we're in firefights and stuff and it ends it's like shorter than that. So I think it's a good pace because I'm never just like, okay, I'm bored. And usually we'll end up seeing someone or there's like a place to go to or something like it's, it's fun. I really like it. Do they have the weapon customization still or not still, but like they had in in PUBG where you can put like different sites on your guns or different like uh, magazines. Yeah. So you can pick up all there's attachments spread out throughout the map. So you get your base model gun on the ground, you pick it up, you can get a stock, that and it and it gives you the same stats as in multiplayer. So the grip will let you uh, will reduce the recoil uh, when you're looking down the barrel. A stock will help you like bring it up to your uh, to the bring up the sights faster. Uh, the scopes are all there, just like in PUBG. Everything's the same. And I forgot to mention this earlier. They do a lot, there's a lot of we and I've kind of found out this today. They, there's a lot of secrets within the game if you want to unlock character customization for your your avatar in blackout and there's a lot of hidden secrets in the map for instance uh matt there's there's zombies in the in certain areas of the map so there's the asylum if you drop it asylum it's the it's the asylum from the zombies mode and there's zombies all around there and there's a lot of all the hidden secrets that the zombies have to offer within Blackout. Matt was at a gas station when I was playing with him the other day, and there were zombies around there. And if you killed all the zombies in that little gas station, it opened up a chest, and then he got a special gun that you can use for Blackout. Yeah. Cool. I like slid. I finally killed all the zombies, slid right into the box, and then this guy like headshotted me. And I, oh, yeah. I had this like shooting match with this other guy, and I was like, all right, I just want to see what's in this box. And then I just like slid. I was like, I'm here. And then I just got shot in the head. I was like, damn it. 
Um, what else is there? Oh yeah, we found out today. I found out how to unlock the Seraph character as a playable character in Blackout, and that is you have to go to the firing range, shoot the spe- these specific six targets. A box appears. You get the revolver out of the box. Then you have to go kill somebody with the revolver, and then finish in the top five with wow. the gun in your inventory, and then you can unlock the character. So there's like you can really there's levels to this to this game also on top of just the Blackout mode. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Matt, are you hurt at all by the lack of single-player campaign for this Call of Duty, or were you completely comfortable with just paying the 60 bucks for entirely multiplayer action? So I'm totally fine with with uh, that because I don't like the single-player anyway. I never played it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said it before on this podcast that I just really am not into single-player games. Yeah. Which will lead us into the second game we're going to talk about, which is <laughs> me. But, yep. but yeah, I'm not hurt at all. I think it's great. I think what they did is so smart. They have the multiplayer deathmatch type stuff that they normally do, which is its its own game, it feels like. Yeah. Blackout sort of feels like a completely different game. Zombies sort of feels like a completely different game. Right. I think they, they took the um, stars of their games in the past, and they really made them Not shine. to mention they added in another game mode called Heist, which is very similar to Counter-Strike mode. Counter-Strike. And so that's you... fun. I like that game mode a lot. Right. You have the control oh. and the domination stuff. It's very cool. They did a lot of cool stuff. So you're getting... Wait, what's Heist then? Heist is just like Counter-Strike. So you start with a pistol, you can buy um, new guns and attachment like Counter-Strike, and then you grab a, a bag of cash, and you have to bring it to the extraction point while the other team is also trying to grab the crash and bring it, bring it to the extraction point. Oh, okay. So you're essentially getting the Call of Duty experience, you're getting the Counter-Strike-esque experience, you're getting a PUBG-esque experience, and then you're getting the zombie experience on top of that. So I think it's a lot of content for 60 bucks. that's all multiplayer-related, and you can play with your friends. I think this is pretty good value from a Call of Duty standpoint for the money. So, oh. there's yeah. some There's some controversy because I guess Activision, is that the one who does... Is it Activision? Act, yeah, I think Treyarch does the yeah. Black Ops, yeah. So they, um, the servers that they use for multiplayer are 20 hertz servers, which apparently is how many times per second or something, or like, yeah, how many times per second that the, your game communicates with the game server. Okay. So, 20, so 60 hertz is normal because that means every frame that the game is rendering, mm-hmm. it's communicating with the server, so everything's being updated in time. But when it's 20 hertz, what that means is that every third frame, the game updates. So, for example, uh, if a person is, like, coming around a corner, there are times where you'll just die. And, and you'll be, or, like, they are running back behind a corner. And you'll, they'll, you'll see them go behind the thing, but you still die because the server just didn't update in time for that rendering to show to you. Okay. So, that has been some controversy because people are like, we paid so much money for this. Why aren't they doing 60 hertz servers? It's ridiculous. Honestly, I mean, I guess I noticed that a little bit, but I don't really care that much. I know Activision is greedy, and I know that they're, like, all about DLC and, like, milking everyone for as much money as they want. We, you know, I still yeah. still think it's fine. It's a fun yeah. game. Yeah. Um, okay, so what would you rate this game, then? Oh, I'd give it a... I don't know. I'd give it a four and a half. Huh? Out of five, I think it's I think it's really great. I think right now it's like when I want to just like play something like super ADHD and uh, dopamine blast to my brain. This is it? So yeah, I would agree. I think uh, right there, four out of five, out of five, maybe four point two five, somewhere in there. Um, it's a great Call of Duty experience. I think there's a lot of content to explore, and there's something for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, and if you're a fan of first-person shooters in any form of the genre, there's something for you in this game. So, uh, Alan, if you have any thought whatsoever to getting this game, if you want to play Blackout with us al- for alone, um, maybe wait till there's a holiday sale or whatever. But this would be a good squad PS4 game for us to play. It's it's very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Maybe last for for Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. really think you should. Also, read. Oh yeah, we gotta get a read. Yeah, I actually mentioned it to Reed yeah, the other day. Does he have it? Yeah, yeah. He has it, Either way, yeah, we'll have to get a squad of four. It's it's really fun, Alan. You'd like it. Um. Okay. Next, the other big game review that oh, we've been wanting to man. talk about. Um, been teasing it. The old people want it. Uh, the meme I saw the other day: the old rootin' tootin' cowboy shootin' two, uh, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> um. 
Wait, right. say that one more time. I, th- I think the meme I saw, I think Lauren showed it to me. It was uh, <laughs> rootin' tootin' cowboy shootin' too. And it was like I the cover it. of it, yeah. Um, uh, all right, so Red Dead Redemption 2. Matt, why don't you start us off here with uh, oh, your review? Okay. Uh, so right now it's single player only, but it takes place in like 1899, I'm pretty sure, when the Wild yeah. West is just now starting to like be fully tamed. And um, you're like, you play this guy, Arthur Morgan, who is a part of this gang called the Vanderlyn Gang. And you're kind of just like, you're the, the premise of the game basically is you're just a gang of outlaws trying to survive. And you're forced with like lots of decisions where you're just like, you're an outlaw and you rob people and you kill people, but you're also not completely heartless like there's a lot of morality and stuff in what you guys do and your leader is um like a sort of conscientious dude and he like and like the very beginning takes they find this like woman and they take them they take her in and so the all the missions are like based around your gang surviving so there'll be like oh we're gonna rob this train because we need to get all this money because we need food and then um oh this girl knows this like crazy place that we need to go rob and and steal them and then It'll be like, oh, this guy got captured by bounty hunters. We need to go rescue him. And so all the missions, for right now at least, for as far as I am, uh, focus around just your gang surviving. And it's all in this incredibly, incredibly immersive world where just ever like there's so many details. It's like probably I think it's gonna easily be game of the year just based on how good these details are. Like there's little, there's so there's like ecosystems. There's so many little animals and stuff like that. They are interacting with each other. There's people that interact with you and you can antagonize them and be a dick or you can be kind to people and you'll get some kind of morality boosts and stuff. Right. There's some sort of honor system, right? Like you right. can either yeah. – and, and there's like a little bar whether you could be more of an outlaw or more of a right. heroic kind of guy. Yeah, like a Robin Hood type situation. Right. And if you're a douche to everybody, um, people react to you differently. So like if you start a fight with someone and you're a, a bad guy, um, people will join in and fight against you and stuff like that. So there are like real – um, real consequences for the things that you do. Um, but it's just the thing that I just love about it is just like, I'll be doing a mission. I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to go here and help um, get this guy out of jail. And then on the way there, you'll just like see random encounters on the side of the road. And like, so I was riding by and this guy's like brushing off his horse's um, horseshoe. And then um, he's like, man, that was crazy. And then all of a sudden the horse goes crazy and bucks him and kills the guy. And the horse sprints off. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I like chase this horse down and take it. It's actually a pretty fast horse. So that was really cool. Sometimes you'll see like I saw these two guys busting open the safe that they obviously stole. And they were like talking trash to me and be like, get out of here. Like, you bastard. We don't... And so I obviously killed them, put a stick of dynamite on the safe, blew that up. Super cool. I found like random like dying people. I was walking through the swamp and these like zombie like hillbillies came at me with knives. It's just so immersive there's so much to do and it's actually all fun it's like i got bored with skyrim and i was just kind of like man i just don't want to do all this boring stuff this game everything you do is just so much fun um (sighs) for sure i mean there's i'm not that far through the game i think maybe total completion is for me is like 18 percent or right around 20 percent right now so i'm not that far into the game but um this is like you know, obviously the game is a continuation, or rather a prequel of Red Dead Redemption uh, 1, which was John Marston's story, which is one of the members of the gang. Um, and they kind of took a step back with the second one and told the story of the entire gang in this game. And so a lot of the familiar mechanics are back if you've played Red Dead Redemption 1, the hunting, the horse riding, the mission styles, the, the aesthetic of the entire game is back. Um, and it's really just got a graphical boost and um, some new you know some new elements into the game, obviously. But um, I think this game is beautiful. I think graphically it's one of the best games I've ever played. It just it looks awesome. Like how they do the landscapes and the sky. And as you're riding your horse through the wilderness or whatever, you're just like, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. And all the wildlife in the game and the hunting system, the hunting system, I think is extremely challenging. Like I want to go do a bunch of hunting challenges and they are very tough. I think, um, it takes them getting used to, uh, um, a lot of the same problems I have with this game I had with the other one, which was, you know, riding your horse and shooting, I think sometimes it's a little clunky. It's not very smooth for me. It's very jarring. Um, sometimes the game 
So the the beginning of the game especially throws a ton at you right in the beginning, and sometimes I forget what the controls are um, oh, yeah. in mid mission, and I'm like, oh my god, how do I punch a guy again? And then I end up like pulling out my gun and shooting him, and then I, you know, I fail the mission, I got to start all over again or whatever. But so there's a little weird stuff like that, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, this is a fantastic freaking game. I played it most of the day Friday, <laughs> uh, yeah. and I played it a lot Saturday as well. Um, this game is great. I love it. Oh my gosh. I know. It's just so I agree that with the controls, there's so many things you can do that the context changes. Like, yeah. I was doing this mission to collect a, a loan or like collect a debt that they owed me. Right. So I got into a fight with this guy and killed him. And then this guy was like, hey, I just saw you kill that guy. And he's like, just collecting a debt. Like, it's all legal. And the guy was like, that's not what I saw. And he starts running away. So I hop on my horse, trample him. And then, like, hop off the horse, and I'm, like, on top of this guy being, like, stop, you're not going to tell anyone, like, shut up. Yeah. And then I'm, like, trying to just, like, punch him and, like, scare him a little bit. I end up pushing the wrong button and choking him to death. So these other two people are, like, he just murdered someone. And they run to go tell the pe- <laughs> the, the, the uh, Pinkertons, like, the, the law guys. Yeah. So I'm, like, god dang it. So I hop on my horse and start galloping in the wrong direction. My horse runs into another horse. I go flying. My horse goes flying. Like everything's, it's like mass cast. So it's just like, it's just so immersive. And it, it, but there are a lot of like control things that are tough. But oh man. Is there, was, um, so great. Is there, what's like the character progression? Do you level up? Do you get new weapons? How does that work? So they, so there's no leveling up, but you get, um, I mean, there's like stamina that gets, you get more stamina. And you get more health and stuff. And so you certain certain actions allow you to increase certain things. So, um, for instance, I realized if you use the bow and arrow a lot and you have a lot of successful kills with the bow and arrow, you level up your health. If you uh, do certain actions with your dead eye ability, or um, if with a uh, if you. Uh, shoot birds out of the sky you slowly level up your dead eye meter uh all that kind of stuff so if you the longer you ride on one specific horse that your bond between you and your horse becomes stronger and now your horse gets faster and has more stamina so um you kind of progress through the game that way otherwise you know guns um ammunition you have to find those you have to collect those yourself there's not really a level progression that way when you have a gun, do you keep it the whole time, or is it does it have like durability? Um, nope. Uh, you you you. Well, actually, like... yes, that's not true. You can clean your gun. You can go to the gunsmith and get it cleaned. You can have gun oil on it, and then you can clean it yourself, uh-huh. and it you can restore it, and it boosts your stats. Um, Holy shit! You if you eat too much, you actually gain weight, and you become fatter. And people, the NPCs, will actually comment on on you gaining weight or looking too thin. Um, there's some insane details on the game. Wow. Not to mention there's also a first-person mode if you want to play the game in first-person. So they've made animations for all that stuff. So, you, could, you know, the guns are very realistic-looking, uh, very time-period uh, accurate, I think. And what else? Uh, what else? There's so much to this game. There's, like, the facial hair. Yeah, you like, can shave. You can... Uh, yeah. Yep, you can choose to bathe, shave, smell, do your hair, however what? you want it. Yeah. One wow. of the things I think is the craziest is that, like, I got into this fight with this dude in this, like, muddy town, and so I was, like, covered in mud. And it's just, like, if you if you walk into a stream, then you, like, washes off, and it's really cool. But also, when you're just, like, normally clean and you walk into a stream and you get out, the level that the water was at when you go into the water, when you come out, like, from, there's, like, it's visibly dry above that point, and below it, it's visibly wet. It's crazy the amount of details. Wow. Go watch a YouTube video, Alan, or anyone who wants to do this. Go watch a YouTube video about the insane detail. Like, I saw one recently, 20 insane details from Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. They're nuts. Like, there are carrion birds or, like, scavenger birds that will, like, fly down to dead bodies that you've killed or other people have killed. Um, If you kill a person and just leave them and you kind of watch and, like, hang out nearby, you'll see, like, lawmen, like the Pinkertons, come by and actually take the body and put it on a horse and, like, carry the body away. It's so crazy. Some West That's amazing. Shit. It, oh yeah, my it's, god, it's so nuts. Um, but just my like, I just love like riding around and like dicking with people and like putting on my bandana and just like stealing horses or like lassoing people and then riding around with them dragging on the back. It's like brutal and crazy and like. Yeah. This <laughs> one time I was playing, I lassoed this guy in the near a swamp and like 
he was being a jerk, so I'm not that mean in the game, but <laughs> this guy was being a jerk, so I lassoed him and hogtied him and like went to go throw him in the water to be like, ha, you can't swim, idiot. And I threw him in the water and this gator just comes up and just like completely swallows him. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my god. It was so crazy. Damn. It's so freaking fun. Ah. Oh, I want to play it right now. Uh, so that's just the that's just the story uh mode um they're supposed to release the public beta for red dead online which is a whole nother element i'm hoping if i'm hoping they can keep that same spark that matt just had with the online portion and we can have a nice posse and we can ride across the countryside with our horses all kick-ass looking and rob some banks and get into some trouble it's going to be amazing because yeah. you can steal carriages that have like a bunch of space. So like there could be four of us because there will be at least four of us. Although everyone on, that I know on PlayStation um, basically has this game anyway. But mm-hmm. you can get like a bunch of people in a carriage and just like ride around like shooting things. Like it's just going to be so nuts. I can't Is wait. Is there a date for that yet? No. You know, I, I have talk- to look it up. Yeah. I, I searched today. They haven't they have released no date yet. They just kind of released like little tiny information like. These are the types of horses and stuff that will be, and like carriages that will be available in multiplayer, and some of the like missions. But it's yeah. not any new news. So for me, I would say right now, I think the game is a definite five out of five. Uh, I think it's the first five out of five I've given on the show yet. So there you go, pop that cherry. Um, uh, yeah, this game's awesome, Alan. I can't wait for you to get it in the online to come out so we can play together. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be so fun. I love this game. This is. It's making me happy too because I really, I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, and for this game to be just as good, if not better, is very good to hear for me too. So, thank you for all the people at Rockstar who worked a lot of overtime and all that. I know that big article came out. There's that very controversial storyline. Um, so, thank you to all them who put in the extra work and probably had to work, you know, very long hours over lots of weeks to give us this game um we are definitely enjoying it so thank you yeah um yeah matt would you agree five out of five a hundred percent yeah and i don't even like single player games and this is for like this takes me back to when i was like in high school and middle school and loved all video games and i just feel like a kid again so great cool um all right so finally getting into some music here before we end the show um first off i just want to give a shout out this song came out a while ago um but i i wanted to touch on this because we're big 90s music fans here we we're 90s kids we love the genre of 90s music we talk about it all the time matt's got this bomb ass playlist we mentioned it before oh yeah um you guys are familiar with the song torn by natalie imbruglia right oh yeah 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 it's a classic it's on the playlist Uh, it it is on the playlist yep um one of my a very good public song. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> one of my... Oh, that brings the mood down. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, pop punk bands uh, currently is Neck Deep. I've mentioned them on the show before. Um, they did a cover of Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, and it's part of the Songs That Saved My Life album, which is a collection of artists that are making... Um, songs that have changed them in some way, songs that have saved their life. It's going to be an exclusive album, and it's all going. Uh, I think they're it's affiliated with Target, and um, it's a charity compilation for mental health awareness and suicide prevention. So um, a lot of the charities that uh, a lot of the benefits that they're supporting is the Crisis Text Line, Hope for the Day, the Trevor Project, and uh, to write Love on Her Arms, which is a nonprofit. So a lot of the proceeds are going to that, and you have artists like Neck Deep, Movements, Stand Stand Atlantic, Taking Back Sunday. Um, Too Close to Touch, uh, The Main, a bunch of pop punk artists, sounds like, uh, and punk artists, alternative artists, uh, all doing uh, songs to support this benefit. Um, But I wanted to uh, get your guys' thoughts on the Neck Deep cover of Torn. Oh, I I love it. I think it's very cool. It gets a little, um, well, I guess you say like pop punk. So at first it sounded just kind of like alternative, and I was like, oh, this is cool. It does get a little like punky heavier ish yeah. uh which is cool but I, I i love the song it's super catchy and i i like that it's getting some more attention now for sure yeah this song is so cool i i couldn't believe how well the guy does the cover of the song because it's it's no it's 
originally performed by a woman and he just he kills it he puts his little his little touch on and stuff and I think changes a couple of the hymns to hers yep, and stuff yep, yeah exactly yeah and he just i love it he he really did a really cool take with it the, the the whole band did a really good good cover of this and made it their own so it was cool um go watch the music video too if anybody gets a chance because uh yeah. it ticks off a lot of bo- it ticks a lot of boxes for here on the show i mean he's wearing like a morton salt girl shirt i think uh that's right you know it's it's like a shot for shot remake of the natalie and bruglia music video um it's a 90s song this just has all the flavor of everything we like in it so go check out the song it's really great and that what where can we find that album again that um you can go to songs that saved my life.com that would be the best yeah. way to find it and uh and i'm sure there's they're streaming on spotify and everything too if you also want to listen there as well but but if you want to support um, mental health awareness and suicide prevention, uh, please buy the album. All right, now officially moving into some music picks here. Uh, I'll start. My first one was 3AM by Yumi at Six. Yumi at Six has been a band that I've been kind of on again, off again with. Um, they just released their latest album. Uh, I think it's five or six. That's a Roman numeral. I honestly forget sorry about that um but uh they uh they i think that latest album is very good um they're an alternative band i think matt and alan you guys should definitely check them out especially in that album they're it's very very good and this song 3am is my favorite on the on the album it's just so catchy it's very danceable the music video is pretty funny um I, there's just there's a lot to like about this song, so I wanted to give a shout out to Yumi at Six for the song, 3 a.m. Yeah, I actually heard that so- or listened to it when uh, you put it up there, and it's cool. I like the like upbeat kind of stuff. It's one of those songs that I think a lot of people would like. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> my next song is a country song. Uh, Alan, I put this on there for you. It's called "It's uh, Best Kind of Bad" by Walker McGuire. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon the songs through my rabbit hole of country, country listening and Walker McGuire I, uh, is, is two guys actually. And they're both guitar players and it's just, they kind of, they're both, uh, singer songwriters and just two dudes with a guitar with guitars. And, uh, this is a solid jam. It's a little sappy, but, um, a little cliche, I think a, a little bit in the country way, but it's a very good song. Um, the lyrics are very memorable and, uh, just talking about you know a girl who acts a certain way and just drives you crazy and it's the like they said it's the best kind of bad she's bad in all the right ways i guess so great <laughs> good song yeah i like this one a lot definitely has a good country feel uh catchy as 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 heck and yeah. uh and uh yeah i liked it a lot definitely yeah. gonna go on my my country playlist nice uh, speaking of Walker, uh, my pick is a song called "Faded" by Alan Walker. Uh, this is actually kind of a, an older song. It's from like 2015, but it was like huge for a short while. And I think it's even still one of the most played YouTube videos. Is the video for the song is is it's on like the top 50 like most played YouTube videos of all time or something like that. Wow, really? Got like yeah, it's got like two or three billion views on it or something, something crazy like that. But uh, just a, a cool. A much slower tempo, sadder kind of uh, electronic song with a really cute uh, Swedish girl who sings on uh, over top of it. And uh, I'm sure if if you listen to it, you, you probably would remember hearing it before because um, it's, it's it was just so huge for a while. But definitely worth a listen if if you don't recognize it. Cool, awesome, nice. Um, my the song I picked is pretty different from actually all of that stuff. It's by H M Surf. And it's called Oracle Night. And it's like a really chill, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's sort of electronic, but it's kind of jazzy. So it's like electronic, jazzy, chill that you can listen to, like, at the end of the day when you're after work and you're super tired. You just want to, like, chill and hang out. It's awesome. It's got a really good beat, really cool melody. It's just, it's really good to relax. Can you listen to it, like, when you're getting all hyped up and ready to go to the club? Probably, dude. If you just want to relax it, and or yeah. run a rage out. Yeah, or, yeah. It fits is it a good rage way. song or is it mostly just... Yeah, yeah. Depends on your type of rage, you know, your rage level. <laughs> Depends on that, but... Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a good song. I mean, this is right up 
right up your alley. Like this is a Matt Matt song oh, here. This man. is just this is right it. in your wheelhouse of stuff. So this is good. So yeah. if you normally like what Matt puts out, uh, recommends on the show, this is this is definitely another one of those. Yeah, this is good. Cool guys. All right. Um, so as always, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at the Torn Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget, uh, we have our merch store and our Twitch stream as well. And you can find all of that in the description of every episode of the show. Yeah, if there's any song recommendations you guys want us uh, want us to give a shout out to, if there's any topics you want us to talk about, make sure you get in contact with us and bring that up. Uh, so we should be coming out with our, um, we're not sure when yet, but we we're going to try to get Matt to watch The Haunting of Hill House. After our Halloween episode, TJ really turned us on to the show. Alan and I have been hooked on the show. We actually finished it already, um, and we are itching to talk about the show. Very good Netflix show, right in time for Halloween for us to watch. Um, and so, Matt, get on it. Start watching the show so we can give our full review, but be sure to look out for our Haunting of Hill House review coming sooner rather than later. I'm not going to say next episode, yeah. uh, but sooner rather than later for sure. Uh, but, you know, probably next episode, yeah. right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. How far do I have to get for us to talk about it? Do I have to watch well, it? I would say like, with at least through the first season. There's, what the f- first season? There's only oh, ten yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's there's only ten, 10 hours. Watch two episodes for the next five days, and you're good. That's two hours a day, Alan. Yeah, you probably played that much in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep playing that much in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> so look for the Alan and Nick solo pod coming up for yeah. the Haunting of Hill House. Or... Oh man. Uh, all right, guys. Anyway, look for that, uh, as well as other exciting topics very soon on the show. This has been an episode of The Torrent. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this episode of The Torrent. Thank you all for listening. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email, thetorrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Torrent Pod. We'll see you guys next time.